Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hi, this is Lisa. And this is Adam. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. <sniffs> scotchy, scotch, scotch. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we're drinking scotch. I've already had a beer. And I, uh, like a white claw, like I'm all over the map. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm drink. I'm drinking all the weird things. It's fine. You're drinking. It's drinking. Fine. Yeah. It's just just drink. I mean, it was over the course of several hours. Like I'm not at all drunk. I, I did have uh, a beer earlier because we had those jalapeno poppers again. I've given the recipe early. We're not going to go into it too much. Our garden uh, has if, gone bonkers. If I had to grow all of my own food, I would be so screwed. Like my me and my family would starve. I am so glad that I literally farmed that out to other people. But. Yeah, but our our jalapenos this year are on point. <laughs> are on point. We had nineteen jalapeno peppers from like this week to last week. So, so yeah. it's it's doing well. Uh, we cut those up, baked them up, and ate them. Our family loves them. We made them in the air fryer uh, again. Air fryer makes an appearance. That thing is MVP of the quarantine. Right, I tell that you what. the dishwasher like it might even beat out the dishwasher. It's close. It's really <laughs> close. If Adam had to choose between the air fryer and the dishwasher right now, like it would be. Like really, just a real heartfelt decision. Don't make, don't make me do that. Don't make <laughs> I'm, me. I'm not gonna make you. I mean, but yeah. So there's that. So here, here for the air fryer. Yes. So how's also your... jalapeno hands. So yeah, I'm gonna have to keep my hands to myself you don't, for a while. You know, get touch me for a bit. Yeah, like I'm just gonna like rub my fingers in your eyes and see how yeah, that works out. Gross. No, no, thanks. no. So so glad uh, that I don't wear contacts. Yes. Oh, definitely. I, <laughs> That's the worst. I did have an experience once when I did wear glasses or contacts of chopping up jalapenos and then being like, oh, crap, these things are stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot take these out right like, now. Like, this is just my life now. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go to sleep with these in. But anyway, so how's your week going? I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. Um, I have a friend who is in the process of moving. Mm-hmm. And... uh She's in my little quarantine bubble, so I went over and helped uh, paint her house. Mm-hmm. And I love painting, but I'm a weakling, and like my tiny little puppet muscle of <laughs> a forearm is like... It's like killing you. Yeah, it hurts. It's like, oh, apparently... It's paint. You wouldn't think that painting would use a lot of muscles. It does. Like, all of me is sore. Like, my butt is sore. My traps are sore. I was like, all I did was paint. Like, what, what is with this? I'm so out of shape. Yeah, but this is what happens when you, like, sit on your butt for six months, and then all of a sudden you have to, like, stand and move your arm. Your mm-hmm. body fucking revolts. Yeah, so. Uh, so. So that's where I am. I had my first, like, real, legit quarantine panic like yes. fit yes this week so uh, i'm a little late to that party been keeping it together but oh my gosh so i was holding on by a thread apparently mm-hmm. 
And that thread was... Which you only realize after the thread breaks. And yeah, like, you're like, oh, that, that was that load-bearing. Was, that was a very outsized reaction to something. So my computer, I was playing with some friends online Wednesday night, and it died. And so I spent Thursday trying to revive it, just trying to figure out what was going on. Turns out, I think it's either the CPU or the motherboard, but either of those, Both of those are... are kind of big deals. Those like, are They're kind fatal. of the things that do things in the, a computer. <laughs> Those are fatal. So then Thursday, I just kind of flipped out and just was trying to, like, I went through all the stages of grief, of, like, denial, bargaining, mm -hmm. like, anger, everything you can imagine, uh, and ended up ordering for pickup a new PC at a local place. Right. Went down there and, like, flew down there and I got it. And on the way home, I felt, like, this huge sense of relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured it out because that PC is the thing that's connected me to people. So right. like humans outside <laughs> this of this house, <laughs> that has been the major thing that gets me connected to people voluntarily that I like to be around. Mm -hmm. So I, loss of that suddenly just sent me into a really dark place. <laughs> just, yeah, you kind of spiraled. <laughs> like it was, and I had to come home and was like, Lisa, I'm sorry. And I like, as I got home with this thing. I was like, I'm sorry. I really freaked out. And I don't, this is an outsized reaction. And I appreciate you just kind of letting me work through my shit. But yeah, like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. We, yeah. And so uh, then that computer that I bought. Um, Guys, it exploded. It exploded. <laughs> um, with, within five hours. It has, it has this like beautiful piece of tempered glass. On the front. Uh, so that you can see all the cool, like, LED. Because everyone wants their computer to be, like, a disco. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't really get it they, either. They want their computer to be, like, at the club. And I was like, literally no. <laughs> like, so, um, so I went to take the tempered glass off. And, like, the thumb screws are really tight. And I had a really hard time getting the screws out. And then I was, like, you do the little, there's it slides to the side and lifts off. And as I'm sliding it to the side, it moves, like, a quarter of an inch. And then that whole glass panel just erupts it mm -hmm. just it was an audible pop that you heard upstairs right <laughs> and i was You're, like what was that what was that oh, i'll figure it out later and i don't was, know if you guys have ever seen tempered glass breaks break but it doesn't crack it like explodes it goes to like um, gravel well and that that it's designed to do that so right. that it doesn't create uh lots of like big shards yeah it, it creates just, these like pebbly yeah, which uh, are still fucking sharks? sharp, by the way. I have damage. Like, <laughs> there's so many of them. There's so many of them. So I took I took some uh, some stab damage there for for that little incident, and then so Saturday I ended up having to take it and back. Like, oh, but like by that time, I kind of processed through the fact that I was panicking mm -hmm. and was able to be like, okay, so what do I really need here in this instance? What do I have? How good are things comparatively? I'm like, you know, honestly, I have a work laptop and my work lets me put anything on it because they have no concept of internet security. So. <laughs> right. They just don't care. Well, we're, we're all kind of developers. So like, rather than make us, there's 12 people in the company. If you, if you fuck this up. Like, right. Like we're going to figure this out. We will know it was you. Right. Um, And you will be fired accordingly. So don't do anything that will get you fired. Um, my CEO is totally going to get us ransomware though. Like that's just going to happen. <laughs> He's everybody's grandpa. He clicks every button. He clicks like, all the buttons. Op opens all of the emails from like princes. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's going to happen. But 
until that day, uh, I don't want to be the guy that hoses mm-hmm. our network, but I can do things. I can play my online games. I can go to the websites I need to. I can go to roll20.net and like right and still do my D&D do thing. Stuff. I can install Discord to chat with my friends. So are you going to buy a new PC? I have ordered pieces to repair my okay. PC. It'll be a longer process. Mm-hmm. I think part of the buy a new one right now was just that it would be over. And yeah. I could just put it all behind me. I didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about it. But when I kind of got home and was able to process it without the pressure of processing it, mm-hmm. I was like, I really probably should have just, like, should have just rebuilt this one. So today I actually went down. I did the ceremonial stripping of the uh, case. Mm-hmm. So I took all the, you know, pieces that I could take out and kind of took an inventory and figured out what pieces I need to purchase what you know and made sure the stuff i'm purchasing is compatible with the stuff i already have so i can just mm-hmm. recycle things and reuse and okay. I, i've got a you know it's so it's pieces are coming and it'll actually be cheaper than the other way which is also nice it's yeah. not a it's not a bad thing and then i'll get things and i'll just i just won't be able to play microsoft Flight simulator the day it comes out the new one okay it's not really a thing i wanted to play either but i'll catch it on sale there it'll be nice yeah so that's what we have exploding electronics i'm really surprised that this is the first time that you've ever had a computer explode on you (laughs) because it has happened to me more than once well not literally (laughs) i have had a computer literally catch fire while i was using it oh that's true that did happen to you once it literally set itself on fire it spontaneously combusted, like flames licked out of the side (laughs) There was the brief smell of ozone, and then it was done. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine who was uh, twirling a paperclip um, that he had straightened out. Mm-hmm. So it was just a pe- long piece of semi-rigid wire. wire. Yeah. He was twirling that and talking to a teacher over those, remember those, like, jelly bean iMacs? Yes. Those, like, they came in cool colors, and they were, like, yeah, semi-transparent. Yeah, they were very lickable. Yeah, they were cool. Uh, but he, that slipped out of his fingers and somehow fell through one of the vent holes, like one oh, in a million shit. shot, <laughs> one in a million shot, Doc. And it arced from the back of the monitor to the motherboard, which, yeah, sparked smell of ozone. Mm-hmm. We all that was in high school. We all got to go outside right, for right. a fire drill because sorry. it literally caught On fire, fire for just like yeah. a minute, but yeah, enough not, to throw smoke into the sensors. Long. And so we're all outside, and he's there like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> like, He's like, ah. And so his teacher had to be like, yeah, literally, I have... Okay, so this kid's a bit of an idiot. Like, he's just a spaz. Right, right. But, like... Nothing was malicious. This was malicious. before fidget cubes were invented. <laughs> oh, if fidget cubes and spinners were a thing, he would have had them all. Right, right. He, he was the post. But you know what? A fidget cube would not have broken that uh, computer. Like, right, right. It's really, it's really the better tool. It really was the right tool for the job at that moment. But <laughs> yeah, he completely shredded her computer. And then like they couldn't recover any of the data on it. And this was back before like network backups and right. stuff. So, like, her grade book was basically just an Excel document on her laptop mm-hmm. or on her desktop. So, right. oh, I, I mean, hope that was backed up. So many people have been betrayed by technology so much. Oh. That, like... <laughs> I back up 
like I have backups for my backups. So right. like that's another thing, like this whole thing going south. I'm just like, oh. Well, yeah. like I can get to the data. Like I actually went in and I pulled the hard drives out and I'm like, okay, everybody looks good. Like should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um and it's nice because I have like um this is important. I have a non-OEM copy of Windows, which means that it's not linked to the motherboard, so I can just pull the hard drive out, put it on another motherboard and it should boot up right away and so you're like whatever good i mean i've understood a little of what you said so that's fantastic (laughs) but anyway so yeah that was a week that was my panic and subsequent recovery Mm -hmm. but we're we're gonna do okay it's it's been a week so we watched a movie though we did i uh, did not sit and watch all of this movie in its entirety. I was making jalapeno peppers, poppers, so yeah, I'm a I, little... I was working for a little bit, and then I had seen parts of this movie yes. before, and more of this movie today, so like I think I pieced it all together. It. But I looked up the plot on the internet, turns out it doesn't make any fucking sense, so no, it doesn't matter. No, like, the most <laughs> cohesive plot synopsis I found of this on Wikipedia... Makes it sound like some sort of fever acid trip. Okay, so we watched the movie Animal Crackers. All right, so the nitty-gritty production crap that I like to get into. Yes. Um, This is originally a Portuguese film. Right, it, but it was made by a Chinese company. Um, Right, and <laughs> so it does that thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago with, mm-hmm. our, uh, with Underdogs, the Argentinian movie, mm-hmm. where when you start watching, the lips don't quite match the words yeah because the dubbing is never completely perfect right it's adequate and a lot of times they just cover our our kids didn't notice at all no and uh but you were like wait is this a foreign film (laughs) and i was like i don't know (laughs) who knows who cares but it is i i get it it's a netflix thing they're kind of buying rights to some of these foreign films cheap Mm mm-hmm Read, you know, doing the last mile work to get it redubbed and then released here in America on, on their platform, which makes sense. Like, it it's got to be sense. kind of a cheaper way of doing things. Well, if, like, the animation and the storyline and the writing and all that is already there. Right. And all you need to do is rewrite the dialogue mm-hmm. and re-record it. Then, yeah. And so they blow their budget on the cast, I think. Yeah, I guess so. That's where I think a lot of the money is going. Because this thing has the most bonkers cast, this cast ever. Is fucking phenomenal. It's like, <laughs> and this movie is fucking mediocre. So let's just <laughs> let's just take a moment and discuss the fucking cast. Okay, are we gonna start with in order of appearance? No, let's. Just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like just whatever we order remember. we got. Okay. Uh, it has John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in it. Is this the movie that they met on? No. That would be so cute. <laughs> No. It, we met on this god-awful children's movie no. and fell in love. <laughs> You're no. like, at least something good came of it. Like, cheers, Krasinski's. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. They have an actually adorable meeting story, which I'm kind of embarrassed that I know. But, like, they That met... you looked up for this podcast. I did look up for this podcast. But it was like, John Krasinski was at a restaurant and Emily was at a restaurant with her friend. And her friend was like, oh, it's my friend John and invited him over. And John came over and talked. But he was there with his friend, Justin Thoreau, future prime minister of Canada. (laughs) Trudeau. 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 
Justin Trudeau, uh, for, for future prime minister of Canada. You're like, well, what that's the f- weird. That's a weird turn to put in the middle of your, like, how we met story, but right. cool. Right. And, uh, and she kind of knew he was the one and like, yeah, man, it's all cute and bubbly, whatever, but they're actually really adorable together and I'm kind of here for them. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. shipping that. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, they are married, so I don't know if that's really. Yeah. Ho- hope it works. I hope it works out for you kids. <laughs> Good luck. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Um, yeah. But, but that also, like, makes me wonder if this was made during the quarantines, where it's just like, you live in the same house, like, can you, can you guys both just do this? Yeah. I, I think there is some of that where, you know, increasingly... Like, who's around? Increasingly, you can get people for these kind of fill-in, I need you for two weeks of dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. I just need you to come in for two weeks and you can wear a sweatsuit and be growing your hair and your beard out to play Jack Ryan. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care, but you can draw a paycheck for two weeks and all you have to do is just be here nine to five. Right. And I think, you know, that there's something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, the people who have the ability, I would not be surprised if the <laughs> like, Krasinski Blunt House has a recording has studio a recording in its basement. recording studio all the time. Yeah, just down in the basement. It's a nice mm-hmm. little soundproof closet. You go in there. You record. Right. You say your words. You say the words. You send them to the guy. He comes back and says, yeah, can you do it with a little more angst? And you do it with a little more angst. And, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and especially since uh, John and Emily, a lot of their scenes are together. Yeah. Um, maybe they did it together. Maybe they did it together. Maybe they have a recording studio for two. It's adorable. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody like just recording with their wife for fun and enjoyment? And not money. I can't imagine that. Cause yeah, the money part is not really working we out. We don't make money. We but that's okay. That. But anyway, so it's those two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian fucking McKellen. Ian McKellen. Magneto. Yes. And many other things. <laughs> Gandalf. <laughs> Did he ever play Liberace? Because this is like a very, like, Gandalf meets Liberace role. It is very much that. Like, he's kind of this... But also evil. He's a magician. So, it's kind of a Saruman Liberace kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But Christopher Lee is unfortunately unavailable. I'm not going to argue that Gandalf isn't a little bit evil. Ah. He's at least narcissistic. He is. And this character is also narcissistic. So, I mean... There's a through line. And Gandalf is one of the, like, six Nyar that come over from the... Anyway, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. So he is pretty much a badass. So it's is it narcissistic when you are that good? I mean... He also completely... Yes. He's operating on a time scale completely <laughs> irrelevant. Like, is it narcissistic for me not to care about the life of the flies in my house? I mean... A little bit? A little bit. Maybe? A little bit. Uh... I mean, yeah, so Gandalf is kind of an asshole, but that's neither here nor there. It isn't. Um, but Horatio is, is the character that an Ian uh, Ian McKellen plays, and he is, uh, yeah, like a narcissist. All right. The lead clown is played by... Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Right. Like, having a renaissance right there. Like... <laughs> He was in this. He was in the Lorax. I don't know what else he was in. Cause Always I only Sunny watched, in Philadelphia. Because I only watch children's productions. Yeah, okay. That's not a children's <laughs> production. Only Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. Bullet Man. Not, did, 
is Sylvester Stallone. So Sly Stallone. Who is like playing like a very I am Groot character where for a long time all he ever says is bullet man. Yeah. Well, it's like he got paid for that. Right. The check cleared. Like, right. Good for you, Sly. Was it, was it just like, I want to see how many words, a few words I can say in the script. Like it was like a challenge. It was like uh, almost um, in uh, Blade Runner. Who says like twelve words in the entire movie? I've never Edward seen Blade James Runner. I know we talked about this last week, but he says Did like twelve we? movies. <laughs> he says like twelve words in the whole movie. Well, good for him. Cleared the check. Um, the um, the, the coworker, uh, Raven Simone, um, Brock, the the meathead idiot with the low voice, is Patrick Walburton because that's what. So my kids are now starting to recognize is that Kronk? voice actors. Yes. And they're like, yeah, I think that's Kronk. He's a very Kronky character in this. <laughs> and I was like, except Kronk was dumb but good-hearted. And this guy is dumb and mean. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but he's always kind of playing a dumb guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong. Um, Zoe's dad? Uh, Zoe's dad as well. Sean? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. No, 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 that's Walsh. Walshan. Walshan, Gil- you're right. Gilbert Godfrey is the henchman yeah. of Horatio. Zucchini. Yeah, whose last name is Zucchini, and he only speaks in third person. <laughs> it's all weird. Um, it's just, I don't... Is there anybody else in this movie? Uh, Harvey Firestein is... Oh, the very problematic uh, yeah. gypsy woman. Yeah, kind of going through some... Like, ooh. Like, unfortunate tropes there. Yeah, yeah. But he is, um, you may recognize him as one of the siblings from um, Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm so happy. Yes. Him. Yes. Um, but anyway, so the this movie, like, first off, it was written, I don't know if they had, like, the best cast in Portugal to do this movie mm-hmm. when, like, there's all kinds of... Portuguese celebrities that did this because frankly I couldn't name you three Portuguese yeah, people. Yeah, I'm not, if you had I'm a not up my head. on uh, my Portuguese celebrities. And frankly, uh, probably they would be soccer players or like race car drivers. That's pretty much all I know. <laughs> yeah, that they do, and not that many of them really. Mm-hmm. So, but they, what's that? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I'm waiting for you to talk. But they. They go through the whole thing, and they they made this movie. Yes, they did. Ostensibly on the merits of its plot. Not as a star vehicle. Right. Somebody wrote this thing. Mm-hmm. And what it is, so there is a circus. There's a circus. And already I am bored. Yeah. Already I'm like, really? A circus movie? Like... You think I bet something creepy poorly, and magical is going to happen. A poorly ventilated tent with clowns is really going to like appeal to children in 2020. I mean, first off, I don't I don't think my kids have ever been to a circus. No. We don't first we don't live in a major market town. No. So the circuses that come here, do they still have circuses? So they, is the circus still a thing? So first off, most circuses do not travel with animals anymore. Right. So that is a completely foreign concept. Yeah, circus animals is not a thing. Yeah, famously Ringley Brother and Barnum and Bailey Circus mm-hmm. 
No more elephants, no more lion act, nothing. Yeah. Which was 90% of the reason I went. Like, mm-hmm. those were like, I cool. want to see the animals. I want to yeah. see the animals do their thing. And so, yeah, my kids will never see one of those circuses just mm-hmm. because they don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't exist. So then you end up with stuff like Cirque du Soleil, which is kind of the... Yes. The answer to that. Where it's like, but we still have, like, all these really cool acrobats and, like... Clowns and, like, spectacle and... And performers. Right. Which, when you kind of take what, you know, what the circus cannot be anymore, if you wanted to crank what it can be up to circus level... (laughs) To a million. (laughs) To a million. Because you need the spectacle. Like, the circus is supposed to be something amazing that you've never seen before. Then, yeah, Cirque du Soleil. That... That kind of makes sense then within mm-hmm. kind of the zeitgeist of the mess that is the 21st century. So that doesn't come to our town because mm-hmm. we are not in big enough of a town. I don't know that it comes to anybody's town. It did for a while there. But like, yeah. so the thing I've noticed, there's like, there's like Cirque du Soleil, which is like in Vegas and then like travels to... I mean, it's like New York, Chicago, L.A., mm-hmm. and it'll be there for like a month, and it'll be a thing. But it does not come anywhere near us. <laughs> right, like, right. it just doesn't. It doesn't even come to our whole state. And then there's like a second tier of that where they're kind of like knockoff Cirque du Soleil's that mm-hmm. are traveling around and or doing stuff. it's just like an acrobat troupe. And, and they're like, pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Sure. They'd be a good way to blow an evening. They're Thirty dollars a ticket, and you're right. like, "What? Well, Cirque du Soleil is a hundred. Uh, still, what? Like, I mean, no, I'm <laughs> not impressed. And so, like, the the price point I'm willing to go see a circus is not a circus I'm willing to go see. Yes. So, yes. circuses. I'm sorry, you, you're you're dead to me. Yeah, you might be on the way out. You might be kind of fading into. Right, so like my kids will only know the idea of a circus. Oh yeah, from like pop culture or whatever. Yeah, like their their com- their idea of a circus will basically be what they get from Dumbo movies like this. Pee Wee's Big Top. Pee Wee's Big Top. <laughs> so they ever deign to watch that film? <laughs> you know, all my kids don't like Pee Wee, so like. oh, yeah. But anyway, so there's this circus. There's a circus, and. There's it's a it's a circus family. It's a circus so family. Okay, so it's two brothers. Right. Horatio and Bob. What the hell? One of them has a British accent. One of one them does, does not. Because <laughs> one of them's Ian McKellen. Yeah. So uh Horatio is like the ringmaster and he's uh he's got great hair. Yes. And he sings a whole song about how great he is. Okay, so you're like, oh, okay, this is a musical. No, no, only Horatio sings. Turns out, in this movie, this is set in a universe where only narcissists burst into song. Wouldn't that be a great indicator? Yes. Wouldn't it be amazing if you were in a coffee shop and some guy was singing and you're like, oh, that bro's a narcissist. (laughs) That would be amazing. Honestly, I think the the real world equivalent is are you playing music through the speaker of your phone mm-hmm. instead of headphones? That's your warning shot. Yes. That yes. don't be that guy. Don't. Don't. 
Anyway. I mean, unless you're a narcissist, and then do, and then everyone stay away. Yes. And then, like, Esmeralda Buston's like, hey, I got some s- cool stuff, right? Okay, so no. Pub uh, <laughs> and Horatio, both like Esmeralda's daughter. Right. That's I don't right. Remember her name, Talia. Talia, yes. Okay. Uh, they both like Talia, but Talia only likes Bob because Horatio is a narcissist, as uh, seen by singing a song about how he's so great. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then, Hor- and I don't, Horatio and Bob run the circus. Right. Okay. And but Bob's the- like more, like Horatio's the, He's the ringmaster, ring but Bob's the guy that Bob's likes the, guy the stage manager getting shit done. the stage manager getting shit done. Like feeding all the animals, whatever. Right. <laughs> and um, and Esmeralda works for them. Yeah, I think she's okay. The whatever. fortune teller or, or something. So um, and so Bob and Talia hook up. Bob and Talia hook up, and then Horatio is like, "No, this is unacceptable. You have to choose. Like, you can either uh be with Talia, or I'm leaving the circus." And he was like. You leave the circus. Like, I'm not, I'm not choosing. Like, you can stay. You can, like, there's no reason why you have to make this decision. But if you're going to make me make this decision, I'm not choosing you. <laughs> Which so uh, is almost always the case. Yeah. Whenever, whenever someone gives you an ultimatum where it's like, you can be her friend or my friend. I'm like, like, I'll pick her. She's not making me make ultimatums. Right. Obviously, she's not an asshole. So, cool. Yeah. But they have some kids. Uh, one of them is Owen. Or do they no. just have Owen? No. Who's Owen? Owen is the nephew of Bob and I guess Horatio. So Bob and Horatio. Maybe he's on his mother's side. I don't know. So, he's a, so, but... so Bob and Horatio have a third sibling that is either Owen's mom or dad. Who is never spoken of. Well, it could be Owen's mom's brother or something. Like, it could go down that line. Owen's... Yeah. I guess. But like, no, why, his last name's Hornblower, why, isn't it? But why doesn't she own the circus with her brothers? Uh, patriarchy? Patriarchy? No, I think his last name is the same as their last name. So they have, like, another yeah. sibling. Yeah, I guess it is. Who's, for some reason, not Off in the camera. circus business with them. He's never never seen or heard from. Weird. Okay, that seems like a so bit of a plot this point. Is, this is a very long, 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 long prologue before you get to the point where, like, yeah. anything that is in the movie poster starts to happen. <laughs> right. So Bob so, Bob gets control of the circus? Uh, Horatio leaves the circus. Okay. And it's like, I'm going to go... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the circus, and I'm going to leave, and you and Talia will have nothing. And he was like, okay, like, I'll have... The love of my life. We'll figure something out. <laughs> like, he, he's got a really crappy job at a, like, cracker company. Uh, Dog biscuit. Company. No, no. You're, like, way, way, way down the road. Way down the road. This is Bob and Talia. So oh, Bob and Horatio Talia. is like, I'm leaving. I'm taking the, fam- right. the family circus with me. And Bob is like, you do that. And then uh, Bob and Talia get married. And Esmeralda, the Talia's mom, gives them... The animal crackers. Aha. Uh-huh. As a wedding present. That's what it is. Uh, but we don't know that. Yeah, it's just mysterious. She just gives her a box. She just gives her a box. And uh, they go off and form an alternate uh, 
circus with like hookers and glow no and blackjack no not none of those things mostly just animals uh, it's a it's an animal focused circus i'd uh, go to the hookers and blow and blackjack circus no you would not no I wouldn't. <laughs> it seems like a you're lot. very old you're not that nimble nope or rich so they start their circus right so bob and talia start a separate Bob's, Bob's Super Awesome Animal Circus. Yes, thing. Bob's Animal Circus. Okay, and so this is like 30 years later. Yes. Their nephew shows up. Because they died. No! <laughs> the nephew is a child oh. at the circus. And he meets this girl. And they're like childhood friends. They hang out at the circus forever. They grow up. They fall in love. The story of the ages. The story of the ages. He proposes with a clown nose. Like, honk, yes, for honk once for yes. <laughs> twice for no. Twice for no. Um, I'd sabotage it so it only honked once. Da da. Um, yeah. Then, so this is like 50 years of, like, prologue before you get to, like, there's some fucking magical crackers. <laughs> because it turns out there's some fucking magical crackers. Right. Okay. So then Horatio is still mad. That mm-hmm. he lost the uh, circus game. Yes. Goes to the circus to, like, try to find their secret or whatever. Right. Accidentally causes a fire, which kills Bob and Talia. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, oops, my bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a funeral. And he's like, I'm in charge now, bitches. Yeah, Owen shows up to the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, and Horatio... At the funeral is like, well, Bob's dead, so now I own the circus. And all the people who work at the circus are like, no, that's not how it works. I don't like, like this guy. You took you took your circus and left, you know, your circus 50 sucks. years ago, and your circus sucks. And so. it's creepy. And our circus is not creepy at all. Is it, though? No. <laughs> I mean, they're all a little creepy. <laughs> so creepy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so he gets a drawing that he drew when he was a little boy of the circus mm-hmm. and these animal crackers. And he was like... He, he gets to... given the animal crackers by, like, circus dogs. I they, like, bring him the box. Oh, they bring him the box. The circus dogs bring Old him blue the box. Old blue. Okay. Okay. So the circus dogs bring him the box. And he's like, cool. I get 30-year-old crackers that have been in a dog's mouth. Like... <laughs> drawing from when i was little and he's not bitter about it he's like oh sad you know, i didn't about, really about like missing his uncle and his aunt and you know yeah, like i was like i didn't really keep up with them but they were cool people and i miss them you know right well and he left the circuit he was in the he left the family circus when he married when owen married zoe yeah because zoe's dad uh was a cracker company guy yeah he worked at a dog biscuit factory right and was like, I don't like the idea of my daughter, like, marrying into literal circus folk. I don't want my wife, my daughter to be a carny. Right. Uh, I see that hand. Right. Uh, you need to come and work for me. And he was like, I mean, okay, I'll come work for you. But the job he gives his son-in-law is literally tasting dog biscuits. Taste tester of dog biscuits. I don't think this is a job for humans. I don't think humans have to taste dog biscuits. I mean, yes. 
I would okay. So having so I grew up in Cincinnati, which is just north of P and G. Right. Uh, Procter do, and Gamble. They do they make dog biscuits? Uh, they make fucking everything. <laughs> and I can tell you, I knew people like whose job it was to sniff test like downy sheets right to make sure that was consistent i mean i know people whose job it is to grade wrinkles but like what what uh wrinkles in in clothing they grade them yeah weird yeah there are like 20 different types of wrinkles and then they have all different severity wow yeah that's a thing (laughs) all right um but like I, I know people have done that. I knew people that did, um, they did, you know, deodorant testing mm-hmm. where you would wear deodorant and then like run for two miles and they would come in and sniff armpits to figure out what was working what and what wasn't. Was working. Imagine that fucking job. Right. No, that job sucks. But, but they would, people taste test cat food and dog food because you can't give it to a dog and say, does this have too much garlic? Like, you gotta be. Yeah, that's a terrible. You kind of get to get get and get your head in a weird spot to do it, but you got to do it. Yeah, so he is the taste tester of dog biscuits. Sure, and he hates his job. I mean, but he loves his wife. He lo- yeah, he loves his wife. I can read. He hates his job. Uh, but you're not working for my father, who's making you eat dog biscuits. <laughs> truth, truth. There's that. So, um, yeah. So they go to the funeral. They get the box. They get the box. And in the box is the biscuits, or the, not the biscuits, the crackers. And the daughter's like, ooh, can I have a cracker? And and he was like, you don't want any of these, like, old-ass 30-year-old crackers. <laughs> probably make you sick. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just going to hold but, on to yeah, them for like, they're reasons. sentimental or whatever. I'll keep them. Um, and he does end up eating one of the crackers and immediately turns into a hamster. Yeah. And his wife is like, the fuck? Which is the appropriate answer when your spouse spontaneously turns into a hamster. They're like driving back and he's a hamster. and Also very progressive. She's driving. Like, yeah. Yeah, good for her. Like yeah, whatever. I, uh, we don't do that. Also, yeah, I would I would turn into a hamster. Uh, and yeah, not if I... Because I would be driving and you would be absentmindedly eating crackers out of a box. <laughs> like, that I'm 30 years seems... old. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, it turned into a hamster. I don't have thumbs to eat the next cracker now. <laughs> yes, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. It's true. But anyway, um, so they figure out like the crackers are magical. Uh, kind of. They kind of figure out that crackers are magical. Um, meanwhile, they're being chased by a henchman. Yeah, zucchini. zucchini. Uh, who wants the cracker box. Who wants the cracker box where the Horatio... Is like I know I know that they have something like they have some kind of secret. You need to like track them down, find it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Zucchini is on the job, or right?" Whatever. And he like chases so after him like on a motorcycle, riding a motorcycle, which through, is just a series of sight gags. A hundred percent. He at one point rides a motorcycle up through a house that yes. is being moved. Right. So. Have you ever seen a house being moved? I have. I have too. Does it contain furniture? No. <laughs> this is like literally a dollhouse sawed in half. Right. It's got like clothes and furniture. It has someone taking a shower. It has a room of cactuses. <laughs> it has a room of cactuses. A very <laughs> unnecessary room of cactuses. I mean, if I 
was real opulent. You would have a succulent room. <laughs> yeah. In Animal Crossing, my bathroom definitely doubles as my, like... Cons- succulent storage area. My conservatory. Like, it's just plants and a clawfoot tub. I mean, honestly, that sounds lovely. It's, it's pretty great. I would. I mean, if you want to, like, plant up our bathroom, like... Right. You have might, my permission. I, might, I mean, need some more plants. But anyway, yeah, just like so many crazy psychics. So um, the wife, Zoe, is yeah. like, uh, this guy's been chasing us for a while. It's kind of freaking me out. And uh, the husband's like, leave it to me, Owen. Uh, and he like rifles through the box as a hamster, rifles through the box, finds a uh, a bear yeah. cookie. Uh, and like climbs to the back of the car and was like, okay, when I say when, open the, open the gate. And she's like, what? <laughs> he's like, just do it. And so, uh, when he says when, she opens the gate and he like pops the cracker in his mouth and becomes a bear and like leaps out at the guy who freaks out. Mm, uh, honestly, that would happen. Right. Um, and then what? And then... Like she picks them back up and they go home. Well, and then they flip the th- the um box. No drawing. The drawing that he had when he was a little kid and written out was like, "Hey, don't eat any of these crackers until you go see the clown, uh, Chesterfield or whatever." Yeah. And they're like, "Ah, oh, probably should go see the clown because you're a fucking bear now." <laughs> we need to figure out how this works. We need an exposition dump from Danny DeVito. Stat. Right. Exposition dump from Danny DeVito, who's basically like. Who knows? Could have been like radioactive flower or some kind of gypsy curse or whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is they're magic. And here's how it works. The box always stays full. So if you eat a animal cracker, exactly one human cracker will appear in the box. If you eat... If you eat the human cracker, you become human again. Fair enough. But it has and to the, be your and the human, human yeah, and the human cracker is your human cracker. It's not just a human cracker. It looks like you, right? Um, and the box always stays full. So as you are one in, eat, one out, right? Eating animals, new animals appear, but only one human cracker per person who eats a cracker ever appears, right? And be careful about broken crackers. Yes, broken crackers are yeah a problem. He doesn't really explain the problem, but he's just like, beware. Yeah. So that sets up the whole thing. And he's like, that's the plan. And so then he gets kind of sucked back into the circus. Yeah. And they're like, also, you own the circus now. And he's like, but the circus burnt down and shit. (laughs) Turns out you own the burnt down circus. You have the money to rebuild this thing, right? He's like, I mean, no. Like, I don't. I would have to quit my job which i mean like is not a good job but it does pay the bills right and it would like real really piss off my in-laws uh hmm. and we'd have to like pour all our money into the circus and then like i have these magical crackers but like i don't know what to do with them and then he was basically like good sounds like a plan and he's like right. well, no that was not a plan <laughs> and his wife is like no we should do it yeah you hate your job anyway she like, kind of hates her dad right i mean my dad's kind of an asshole like let's let's I, do it yeah and he's like, I, I don't think I can do this. But they do like one performance where he ends up like eating the crackers during the performance to change from one animal to another. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like all those crazy trained animal tricks and all that. We're stuff all just humans in, in animal different animal skin guys yeah, thing stuff. And you can always tell it's him because he has purple hair. Yeah. 
And he has blue hair. His he has wife blue has hair. Purple His hair. wife has purple hair. So anytime everyone see, else in this movie has regular colored hair, but them, except for them, even their daughter has regular colored hair. Yes, which I would think would be genetic, but whatever. Right. So yeah, they have like as children they had blue and purple hair, and as grown ups they have blue and purple hair. I mean, maybe they're just really committed to like the, yeah the maintenance of uh of purple and and blue hair, which is fine. I'm not. I'm very lazy, but um. Yeah, and he felt like it was inappropriate for his daughter with purple hair to be in the circus. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that was a sign, <laughs> like, from the universe. Your kid's a freak. Like mm-hmm. you put it in the show. Yeah. But he every time the reason I bring up his blue hair is like within those animals, usually at least the eyebrows it seems, or else at least some other tuft or yeah. He always has some blue hair. Usually eyebrows. Even yeah. on animals that don't have eyebrows, like an octopus. Or a guinea pig. Yeah. I mean, at least guinea pigs have hair. At least there's like, hair present where the eyebrows like would be. Like an octopus. <laughs> there's it's... famously not a mammal. Right. Like, there's no eyebrows on an octopus. And yet, when he turns into an octopus, he has blue eyebrows. Anyway. So, yeah. They do one performance where he's eating the crackers to turn into all the animals. Yeah. And Danny DeVito's, like, coaching him through it. And he's like, yep, see, this is how it works. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we can do this. I think this is sustainable. Uh, let's well, go. Well, it's and an he... amazing show because, you know, at one point he's a horse that jumps off a diving board into a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. But he's got a goldfish cracker in his mouth. So right before he hits the fishbowl, he, he bites down on the turns goldfish, into goldfish, turns into goldfish. Plink. Yeah. And... You know, honestly, that's an amazing trick. It like, is an amazing trick. If I saw that, I'd be like, how the fuck did that happen? Right. Where did the horse go? Where was the thud? Yeah. From the horse smashing into the ground <laughs> off screen. Right. Yeah. So they do all these cool animal tricks uh, by eating all the crackers. Right. And so he's like, all right, we're going to do it. And meanwhile, Horatio's like, I got to get those crackers. Yes. And so he's got to figure out how to quit his job at the cracker or at the dog biscuit company. Right. So Owen quits his job at the dog biscuit company or tries to. Yeah. But then gets sucked in. Yeah. He can't disappoint his dad, basically. Right. Or his father-in-law. He's kind of caught. Right. He feels like he can't. And then. Trying to remember how Horatio gets the crackers. He, um. There's a whole thing where, like, Brock, the idiot, turns into a monkey. Yes. And then... Does he steal the crackers, though? Or does he, like, is he dumb enough to bring them to work? Well, it... Owen, like, kind of turns into a lion and chases him off. Yeah, but, like, is Owen dumb enough to bring the crackers with him to work? I don't think so. I would leave those fucking crackers at home. But, like, Zucchini's the one that finds the, like, crumbs... Mm-hmm. from the cracker box and is able to like use them to like start to do some magic stuff okay um and and he didn't get the exposition dump to know that like broken crackers are bad yeah and also like in this bob loses his human cookie so yeah i don't i don't know so he goes to work i guess he brings the crackers to work this right. is this is the part of the movie that i don't I'm going to say it doesn't make sense, but let's be honest, none of this movie makes sense. Um, yeah. So I guess but, he brings, Owen brings the crackers to work. Yeah, somehow. somehow. 
And just thought it would be good to have. He doesn't want to leave him out. I guess. Sight, whatever. And Brock gets a hold of one and eats it. Yeah. And then he becomes a lion to chase Brock away. Yeah. But then I think Horatio somehow steals Owen's he cookie. He does steal Owen's cookie. I don't know how. I don't know that, how that happened. I don't know how that happened. It was like off camera maybe. But maybe the henchman did it. But then he's like, all right, I'll trade you. So first he goes home. Yeah. He's a lion. Yeah. And they got to figure that shit out. Yeah. And his wife is like, well, we'll, you know. I still love you. We'll figure this out. We'll make right. it work. Right. Because he's like, there is no human cookie. Like, I checked all the cookies. Like, there's no human cookie. I'm stuck as an animal forever. You can choose which animal I am. But, like, I'm an animal. <laughs> and I mean, she's like, not ideal. But, like, make it work. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. And so there's definitely, like, she wakes up next to him and he's like an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this would have been a really inappropriate moment for a Catherine the Great joke, but. Yeah, I like, mean, there's, like, lots of options. Indeed. Lots of options there. And so it's, like, weeks where he's, like, he didn't quit his job, but he's not showing up to work anymore. Right. But he's um, the boss's son-in-law. So but he's the boss's son-in-law, so whatever. He's kind of leaving his co-worker, who's the scientist who's trying to come up with all of these, uh, like, different dog biscuits. Yeah, but. Uh, in the lurch. Like, uh, this is a B-plot that they introduce early, and then they just completely abandon. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the. The co-worker, uh. The genius yes. that's trying to make new the product. The genius is trying to make new product, and Brock is always trying to sabotage them or get in. Yeah, he's trying to, like, kind of... He's trying to... He's... So... Workplace drama. Yeah, she's... Raven Simone is the scientist that has all these great ideas, but they're not quite perfected yet. Well, that's how science the, works. Yeah, and Brock is the guy that wants to, like, swoop in at the end and get all the credit for it. Yes. He's sales. Right, he's sales. Yeah, we know those guys. But, um... It's just a whole, it's just kind of a whole mess of confluence there. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot to unpack with that. But he, yeah, he, but eventually Horatio shows back up and is like, I have your human cookie. Right. He's like, I have your human cookie. I know you've been struggling for like weeks not being human. Kind of sucks. So. Uh, so here's, here's your human cookie and I will trade you. You get the human cookie. I get. All the, the box of crackers and your circus shuts down forever. Yep. And he's like, I mean, that sucks, but I can't do that to my circus family and my real family. Like, this circus needs to go on. All these people need to have jobs. You know, like, yep. we're entertaining people. We're becoming a thing. Like, I don't need this for my success. Like, my own success, I'd much rather be... A human, but, like, I can't let down all those people. No deal. Right. And so then, like, the henchmen that Horatio has, who are, like, his heavies from the, his circus, uh -huh. they eat, like, all kinds of crumbs yeah. and turn into, like, these weird mutant animals. Yes. And so that's a whole weird... It's fucking terrifying. It's really frightening. And so, like, the good guy circus characters and the bad guy circus characters that are, like, mutants... Have to like kind of fight each other. They have a big other. animal fight. They all eat crackers. Yeah, they all eat crackers and turn into different animals. And it's it's kind of like somebody watched that one part of the end of The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And thought, well, we can make a movie out of this. Right. And they just like, built the whole movie to get I'm here. I'm a cow. Can I go home now? Yeah, that. And so these folks are fighting and there's all kinds of sight gags and mm -hmm. silliness. 
But Horatio ends up like getting the like crumbs at the bottom of the box and just like shoving him in his mouth. And instead of turning into like just a weird mutant animal like the others do, he turns. No, nope, he turns into a specifically a chimera. A chimera. It's got like wings of a bat and a body of a hippo and like so, a eagle head. Rolling the dice on animal crumbs. It's bold strategy. Is a real bold strategy. Like. The chance of you getting Chimera, which is, like, best of all possible worlds. Exactly. He turns uh, out pretty badass. Like. He could have also ended up with, like, the head of an octopus, the body of a, like, bee. Right. And, like, <laughs> the legs of a goat. And you would have been like, wow, that's. Interesting. Frightening. Yeah. And disturbing. I've been and, like, what? and I'm always curious to, like, what size animal do these blended animals become? Right. Because, like. Do they become the largest animal? Do they do they stay well, human size? I would say like, it does are they seem always like they kind of human size? it kind of scales to the the largest animal in the thing mm-hmm. is what it kind of looked like it did. So you know if you had the so bull if, parts, you turn into a bull, yes. and then the eagle head on the front is the size of a bull head, right? As opposed I, to having like a little baby eagle head on the body of a bull would be. Well, no, I was just thinking like wings whatever the is the body yeah. is the biggest so if you are the body of a hippo then you're the size of a hippo i guess but if you're the body of a bee everything will just scale down and you just have this little baby eagle skull on a on a little bee i want to do like a little i'm trying to figure out how to like do the sound effect of like a yeah i I can't make baby eagle sounds like baby eagle sound (laughs) i don't know but they fight they keep fighting and um so it turns out that his horatio's uh thing isn't just to like steal the circus back it's to conquer the whole fucking world with like hideous genetically modified chimera henchmen right too like, big man this, shoot your shot this was out of fucking nowhere no like, it was totally <laughs> it's just like oh world domination might as well throw that on the pile cool yeah, i'm yeah it was it was out of out of nowhere. Like, I thought this was, like, a very simple revenge I'm gonna steal my circus backstory. Turns out. Turns out. World domination. Yep. Turns out totally a different thing. So, yeah, so then they have this huge animal battle. Yep. And it turns out, like, Old Blue, the dog, and, like, the the mm-hmm. other dog that gave It's a Owen, dog and a cat. It's a dog and a cat. That's right. That gave Owen his box originally. Turns out... They are uh, Bob and Talia, yep. who's... Whose human cookies were crushed in the fire. Yep, so they can never be human again. So they can never be human again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's okay because they're dogs. They could be other animals. They could eat other animal cookies. But they end up capturing Chimera Or they could steal someone else's animal cookie and just become them. How does that work? I'm confused. So they steal, but they end up capturing Horatio under, like, the net they use for the trapeze artists. Yes. And he's ranting and raving and Ian McKellianing right, all and, over the place. And then they feed him a they cracker. Just, and they he, just chuck a cracker down his throat. Right, and he becomes a hamster. Which they put in a cage. The end of Horatio. He's going to live out the rest of his days in a hamster cage. Yeah, I mean, I would have flushed him. Right. Honestly. I don't know, I'll keep him around, whatever. Why? What good can possibly just come from that? Just in case. Just in case. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, this I, all happened, like, during a performance of the circus, you find out? Yes! 
Yeah, so it, the, it seems like it would be like after circus hours, everything is dark. You know, but no, like, the stands were full. Right. So every, Zoe's dad is there. Right. So everybody got to see this crazy, like epic battle magic circus thing. So then it kind of like I feel like loses the luster of the show if you're like, well, it's magic, and you're like, oh. Well, I mean, honestly, if the answer is it's magic. If I watched a show like that and they're like, it's just magic, I'd be like, bullshit. It's some really cool <laughs> tricks. Like, right. You don't want to tell me. I'm really fucking impressed here. Like, right, right. I, I get that you want me to think it's magic, but that doesn't actually exist. So, so like, yeah. bravo on you. That was a fun hour. Right. Um, yeah. And so everyone in the stands were like, yay, good job. World domination stuff, like... Yeah, I guess. I guess. I just thought it was a great show. Yeah. And, and... Zoe's dad's just like, okay, cool, I love you guys now, I get it, it's magic, it's... I get the sense of wonder that the circus brings to children, uh, or did, I guess, but... Yeah, because I'm old. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, hey, I'm sorry that I treated you like crap, and, mm -hmm. like, I fully accept you and our family now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and you can be circus people if you want. Also, the subplot of the scientist that's making the weird biscuits comes back because right. they had biscuits that accidentally turned people blue, right? And turn then made them colors. throw up. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out they've re perfected the formula, and now if you eat the biscuit, it changes your face into like face paint. Yeah, of different animals like of zebras and lions and whatever. And then when you burp. You go back to normal. It goes back to normal. I'm like, I can see no possible long-term side effects of this product. <laughs> this seems... But at the same time, face paint is such a fucking pain. I'm here for it. <laughs> if you're like, hey, we have some questionably sourced biscuits where if you eat the biscuit, you have face paint. But it's like it changes your actual face. It's not face paint. Like, you can take a nap in it. You can, like... But if you burp, it just it doesn't rub goes off. away. Yeah, and if you burp, it just goes away. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, because who knows what's in that circus face paint anyway? It's right. probably like just basically lead and like <laughs> salmonella, a little right. COVID now well, for the recent. Knows? Yes. Who knows? Oh um, my gosh! Could you imagine doing trying to figure out how to do COVID face COVID painting? COVID circus? Oh, COVID face painting! Gosh, no! Like that's so many anti no rules right there. Just yeah, give we him were, a just give him a clown mask. We were at a like. um school fundraiser pretty much right before covid and they had a balloon artist and they had a face painter and they had like just a big popcorn machine with popcorn and like like i don't unfortunately for I'm the so, podcasters you can't see the look of horror that is like, now on my face like, truly now with post-covid eyes that. so so terrifying can't do any of that. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah anyway so circuses would be their own yeah, trouble their but own all that to say what a ride of a movie right right, right. so uh father-in-law comes and is like yeah everything's cool now yeah great <laughs> you can do whatever and well there's like the henchmen who are still like messed up right are like, like in a cage behind the circus and, and the like, head clown's like so bad news um all of your cookies got mashed up yeah so we gotta figure out whose cookies are whose because you wouldn't want to eat a cookie and have like his legs on your body and your arms and your 
Wouldn't you just have to eat a piece of it? If you eat a piece of it, you become all one thing. I would guess. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think they have to find all the pieces. I don't know. It's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not really explained. It's just kind of a scene. The bad guys got their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. That's just... They're going to be maybe half animals forever. Maybe they'll slowly piece them together. Yeah. Maybe maybe Danny DeVito clown is just going to slowly feed them their own flesh back to them until they turn into what they need to and then release right. them. Right. Which is its own form of very messed up torture. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of problematic. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. Also, was there a moral in this movie? Well, that would be the question I'm about to ask, which is, (laughs) what did we learn from this movie, Lisa? I don't know what the moral is supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe, like, be true to yourself. Like, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams and family. Magic is real. Stuff. I don't know. It really made no fucking sense. so much easier if narcissists would just sing. It would be. There's that. Narcissists just burst into songs. It would happen. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, this is a musical. No. No. Only Ian McKellen sings. <laughs> no one I will else. say, most of the people I know that are prone to, like, erupting into song are actually mm. quite lovely people. They are. They are quite lovely Like, people. usually that's a sign of, like, oh, I've just seen Hamilton too many times. And <laughs> right. in which case, you're fine. Just you're like, fine. Yeah. I'm uh, jealous, but, like, also, you're fine. You're fine. Um... I don't know. I can't think of anything else I learned from this film other than that. Yeah, like, I don't think there was a moral. Oh, at the very end, Sylvester Stallone, who yes. only says, Bulletman, has, like, a whole soliloquy in which he quotes a poem. Yeah, but it's loved <laughs> lost and I've never loved at all. And you're just like... And it's, like, not related to anything. The best part, though, is, like, all of the characters just kind of look at him or just, like, awkwardly clap, like, all right, good job. <laughs> All right, we've because it's because it's not like it was something poignant that had to do with the plot. No, of what was going on was a thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, Sly. Moving on, you know, yeah. it was great. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just it's a mess. It's a mess of a movie. But again, it's may have made more sense in the original Portuguese. Maybe. I'm going to give it that yeah. benefit of a doubt. Maybe we lost some in translation and just in how we yep reinterpreted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I truly do Just, not know. I don't know either. It's complicated. This movie had entirely too many stars in it to, to make be no this sense. bad. <laughs> I feel that way, indeed. So, well, I think that's all I have. You have anything else to add in? I, I mean, I think that's it. I just have like. I just don't know how this happened. Yeah. I just yeah. have no idea how this train wreck came to be. So, all right. Well, in that case. All of you out there, good luck. Yes, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.